just reflect, take an honest look at yourself. I mean, analyze what you're doing, how you're coping with certain things. And I mean, just if you full heartedly look at yourself and reflect honestly, it's going to show you so many things that you've never realized about yourself. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. Thank you for tuning in to the yet another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon. I try to bring on and interview successful people in the world of business, entrepreneurship, athletics, and coaching every week to share their stories and the lessons that they have learned. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to Instagram and follow us at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1. We are also on Facebook at Roughnecks Podcast. Be sure to grab the bull by the horns, but let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Roughnecks podcast. We are on to episode 36. Before I dive into this week's episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone who purchased something from the summer launch. It was announced just a week ago, just closed the two days before this episode actually comes out. But I really appreciate all of you supporting the podcast. The money goes right back into new things to help improve. I already got myself a couple things. Um, might have to buy myself a camera considering this may or may not. I'm not going to hold it to it, but it could be the first YouTube episode. That's the plan for now. But um, so if you're joining me on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, um, leave a comment if you like this episode. But today we are going to continue with our adversity segment with my very good friend, Jesse Beachy. Welcome to the Roughnecks podcast, Beach. What's up, man? How you doing, man? It's I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while, but we talk almost every day anymore. I know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, that's how it goes when you get out of college and you still got friends that are around. But I mean, you got you'll talk to them all the time, but then you rarely ever see them, I guess. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I don't like, you know, I was very close with that one group of friends that we all hung out like every weekend. And now like yeah, we still talk, but it's not quite the same. But I like to kick off every episode allowing my guests to give a background on themselves. So tell the Roughnecks listeners who Beachy is. By the way, just like last week, I will not call him Jesse. I will not call him. I'll call him Beachy, but most of the time you're probably going to get Beach. So, uh, but tell us who you are. Uh, well, right now, I mean, I'm just working construction. Uh, I went to OWU, obviously. Played football there. Studied exercise science. Didn't graduate technically yet, but that's a whole nother thing. We won't get into that. So the first thing I want to ask, and I, I asked most of my OWU, like OWU people that I have on, but why OWU? Because you came from fairly close. You're not technically a townie. You can't be classified as a townie, but why did yes. you decide on going to Ohio Wesleyan? Well, it's kind of funny, actually. Uh, Ohio Wesleyan was like my third option it was like my fail safe right so 
the first two that I wanted to pick were Cincinnati and Wittenberg, actually. But after going to both of those places, I just kind of felt like better being closer at Ohio Wesleyan than I did at those other places. And then football-wise and academically, what I heard from OWU, they offered a lot more of what I would like to get into. So at the end of the day, that's what I picked. It's funny that you say Wittenberg because I think for those of you who don't know, Ohio Wesleyan and Wittenberg are very big rivals on the football field and really in any sport. And Denison's another one, but Witt's roughly our biggest rival. And like we play for an unspoken thing that no one knows about because we're not technically allowed to play for it, but we won't talk about that. Um, but like my decision process, I had Wittenberg and Ohio Wesleyan, like they were two of my options too. I think almost everybody, especially from around our area, like has Wittenberg in there too. But yeah, I guess a lot of people do go to Wittenberg, but it's crazy how many people say, you know, they had that go to Ohio Wesleyan had Wittenberg in their options, but they're like, I just didn't feel like it didn't feel right. That's what a lot of people say. And that's nothing against Wittenberg, not trying to like bash Wittenberg right now or anything, but it's crazy how Ohio Wesleyan, you have like a home feeling there and it's, it's, impactful it really is almost i most definitely agree with that so i started last week's episode with this with cal scott and i'm gonna do it again but what is the first thing you that comes to mind when you hear the word adversity well the first thing that really comes to mind it isn't really so much like the definition it's more of like what can i do i mean to overcome it basically like my mind starts going on like what can i do better to get past it you know what i mean that's one of the things that like the past two weeks especially we've been like discussing is like it's not that adversity that really sticks out it's not the what happens to people isn't what they remember it's how you were after you got hit with that adversity that's what people like that's what sticks in people's mind and like that's a big thing is on how to handle it but i just want to discuss kind of off that you know you played football. We all have our adversity in football, like in any sport. And, you know, you had injuries where they kept you out. Like you were trying and you still like just had things that kept pulling you back. What was your mindset through that? Oh, man. Obviously, like when it first happens, you're obviously, I mean, uh, especially if it's during a game and you got to sit out the rest of the game. I mean, it gets very emotional because you have all that adrenaline running through you. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you can't play anymore, but I mean, it's ultimate, ultimately it's to protect you. And then, I mean, obviously protect the university. Cause I mean, <laughs> they got to do what they got to do. Exactly. It, There's only so much you can do. I know exactly what you mean because you went through injuries your senior year and I went through my little spell and like that when you get when you're taken out of the game and especially if it's early like everything that you felt like you just worked up for everything that you've been preparing for it's just like feels like it got taken away from you like ripped away and it's hard to deal with because you want to just you all you want to do is be on that field you want to be playing like that's the whole reason you're playing the game you just to play on Saturdays not practice sucks nobody plays football to practice 
everybody plays to, for those Saturday nights or those Saturdays during the day to play in those games and to have those memories, to have those experiences. And it's hard to, you know, when I got taken out, I literally was like, I'm fine. I'm good. Like put me back in the game. I'm all right. And they tried the second half and then they just knew, but that's the thing too, is once you come out and you're down for a long time, it's hard to like get that adrenaline back up, get pumped back up. It's hard to do. What would you say is a good like advice giver to that? If you are like in a sports aspect, you know, you get taken out and that adrenaline's gone. How do you work yourself back up to that mindset of, all right, it's go time again. You mean like after you're coming back from an injury? Yeah. Oh, I mean, in that aspect, it's got, it's just like, all right, you're rehabbed. You did everything that you could heal up. So, I mean, go out there and be better than you were before. You know, nobody expects you to be better than what you were before. So why not go out there and show them that? Exactly. And like we talked about this last couple of weeks or last week with Cal Scott, cause he's uh, playing baseball right now and it, go out like it's your last chance because as we've seen, well, you've seen it. We've seen it with injuries. You've seen it with COVID where seasons get taken away. Like everything that you worked for just gets taken away. And that's the thing about adversity. It's not always in your control. You can't control it all the time, but you just have to keep going with it and just keep fighting through it. Because I've said this now, I think two or three weeks with adversity comes opportunity because there's an opportunity on every side of the adversity. It, it may not be a giant opportunity, but it's something. Exactly. In sports, it's weird, like, because sports teach you more about adversity and about the real world than, like, you are most, like, non-athletes and athletes have an, athletes have an advantage because they deal with that adversity. Like, the real world doesn't slow down when adversity hits you, like, it doesn't stop just because things aren't going your way. And that kind of goes with the slogan that I have, like grab the bull by the horns because, you know, the bull I look at is life because life's fucking tough. Life's hard and it's difficult, but what are you going to do when it knocks you down? You're just going to lay there and let it walk all over you. Or are you going to get up, grab the bull by the horns and do something about it? Exactly. Well, it's kind of funny too. Cause I mean, when you're in college and you're going through sports and you hear your coaches talk about how this is going to relate to real life stuff. I mean, you're sitting there, you're just an ignorant freshman, sophomore, junior, even senior. And you don't even realize it until you're out of college and you're going through finding a job. You're going through working every day. And I mean, that's when it hits you and that's when you realize it. Which, yeah, that's like, you know, you're a minute late to a meeting or you're a minute late to lifting. You got to run the next day. You're like, it's just a minute. Like, I'm still here. I'm still ready. Like, why does it matter? But you don't realize, like, when you get in the real world, you know, that minute late to work isn't that doesn't fly. Most people aren't going to fly with that, you know, because after a while you may lose your job. You may lose everything. And you can't like those little things teach like taught me so much. And I don't I still haven't seen it quite yet but I've started to see how it translates and how it relates from like sports to life. Almost definitely. You'll realize it more too. Once you're, once you're done with college. Oh yay! I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it's not all bad. It's good. So let's talk for a second about where not exactly the adversity itself, but like 
one of the toughest things you've had to handle or something like a biggest learning experience that through adversity that you have and like what did like what was that learning experience and what was it like oh for me i mean the biggest biggest thing that i that comes to mind just right off the top of my head is when my father passed away he got diagnosed with lung cancer my senior year uh spring semester and that was when i was done with football and I mean, that I, that kind of made it even that much harder because I wasn't on a set schedule. I mean, I wasn't able, wasn't seeing everybody, like, as a family, like, on a team and stuff. But, I mean, after going through that, like, I, I mean, I fully admit, like, how I handled that, like, in the beginning was not okay. But when you get to the point where you realize that stuff, that's one of the biggest learning experiences that benefits you in the future because you know what to do. And then, you know, even before you do it, what you're going to do and then you can stop yourself from actually doing those things. You know, I'm not a religious person. You're more religious than I am, but like there's always the whole thing, like God gives the toughest battles to the toughest soldiers. Like if you're going through it, it, it sucks. But at the same time, like you just got to keep going. And I'm, like you said, you didn't handle it right at the beginning. Nobody's going to, and that's something hard to handle. It's not an easy, yeah. adversity is not going to be easy. No one said it's going to be easy, but you, you just, it's hard to handle it at first. But it, what matters is what you continue to do. Yes, we're all going to go through our slumps. We're going to have our issues. We're going to have our hard times, but you can't just stop because like you can't let the bull just walk all over you. You got to get up and do something about it eventually there is time you need time to grieve you need time to do things and no one's saying not do that but you can't just continue to stay in that low point and something you kind of touched on like not seeing people like that is huge from what i've past three weeks now have edits came up where the people in your life are they're important that you need them and because you i looked at um joe delagrave two episodes ago where he got in a boating accident and then was paralyzed and he was 19 years old like you don't wish that on any 19 year. You don't wish it on anybody period, but things happen. And he said, you know, like the biggest thing for me that helped me through it were the people around me, like the people telling me, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do something. He's like, I had my college classmates or my college teammates coming to visit me when they could have been out, you know, doing what normal college people do in the summer and on the weekends partying and stuff. And instead they drove an hour and a half just to come hang out with me. And he's like that, speaks volumes like that helps you get out of that hole because and you actually were one of those people for me personally because I've been through I wouldn't say anything crazy but like you know we all go through it we all go through our hard times and I specifically remember probably there's probably been more than one instance but you know literally crying like bawling my eyes out and you're the one talking to me you're the one like making me feel better telling me it's going to be okay and like that you're a great person to have in my life because you're one of those people that helped me through a lot of my difficult times and helped me realize like, it'll get better. Things will happen. Things will get better. You just got to keep going. You got to keep pushing, keep being you. Exactly, man. And I mean, that's one big thing too. I mean, when you go through certain situations and I mean, you're going through that adversity in the end, it's a learning experience, but also shows you, I mean, how to help people, how to like connect with people that are kind of going through the same things. And 
whatnot like that, which I mean, that in itself is just, I mean, it's so rewarding in a way. Like not everybody goes through the same things, but here's the thing is like, there's the whole saying is, you know, somebody's had it just as bad as you as worse. Like somebody's been through a similar situation to you. There is people out there that can help you that can, you know, if you are in a very bad place or you're hurting or, and you don't feel like anybody can help. Yeah. They may not have gone through your exact situation. They may not know your exact feelings, but I guarantee I can a hundred percent guarantee you that there's at least one person out there that is willing to like help you willing to be your friend, willing to be there for you. You just got to, it's hard to think to ask too, because I want to talk about that is no one wants to, especially as a guy, as a man, we don't like asking for help and we don't like talking about our feelings, but sometimes you honestly have to, you really do. Oh, most definitely. I mean, all guys are going to go through that phase where, I mean, and that's one big thing that I want to say is just, I mean, if you need help, even if you don't know it, if but if you notice yourself doing things that you don't normally do just to try to make yourself feel better, keep like getting through the days, like ask your close friends and any real friend is going to help you out no matter what. Mm-hmm. They're not going to look a different way. I mean, same goes for family. They're going to help you out, be there for you, ask for it. It's hard to do, but once you do, it is very rewarding. Like you feel you you'll notice your life. You almost get back on track. Like you will go back to who you were and probably better because of that adversity. Cause that adversity probably made you stronger, made you a better person, made you realize that's the other thing too. adversity. It's going to teach you who your real friends are. When you're going through those difficult times, you're going to realize who are the ones that were there for you. And who are the ones that are only there when you're in like a good mood, when you're happy, when you're, what you are instead but at the same time your adversity is you too you're down to like when you're down that's you too but it doesn't define you but it's part of you it's your emotions are part of you exactly i want to ask this because i ask all my guests these questions if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing what would it be i mean for one going going back on what we already talked about it would be to ask for help to not just like keep going, putting your brave face on, going through the days and just always saying, I'm fine. I'm good. No, I don't want to do that. That would probably be one of the biggest things because it helps way more than you know, but you're never going to see that it helps if you don't ask for it. A hundred percent. And I just want to like, it just kind of just popped in my head as you were saying that, like, conveniently this wasn't even planned. i don't want to call it convenient that kind of sounds bad but this wasn't even planned like may is mental health awareness month as well and like if you don't have anybody to talk to if you don't have anybody just message me and i guarantee you jesse would be the same way like just message me i'll sit and listen to anybody i don't care about what i will try to help you as best as i can am i gonna solve all your problems no i cannot solve them the only person that can truly solve them is yourself and you may not even ever solve every problem. You can't solve every problem in the world. You can't solve every problem about yourself. That's the thing of life. It's life. You got to go. There's a reason you live for as long as you do for a lot of years. A lot of us, a lot of my listeners are early, like 20s and younger. We haven't even lived half of it yet. <laughs> like we still got a lot to live. And this is, 
just the start. Hopefully you haven't hit something catastrophic that's super deep, but like you're going to face more adversity in your life. Adversity is never going to go away, but just know like on the other side of that adversity is opportunity. What are the goals of Jesse Beachy going forward? Cause I like to ask all my guests that see one, it's almost to hold them accountable because they put it out on the record for everybody to hear. So what are the goals of Jesse Beachy going forward? Well, first one comes to mind would be buying a house in the next couple of years. Finally get my own place, go through all that if it's right. Uh, another one would have to be just, I mean, getting mentally stronger. If, if that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of funny just like you look at look at yourself from where you were in high school to college to now and i mean if none if nothing's changed i mean obviously you're doing something right but for me like a lot has changed and it's really really rewarding just seeing how much and reflecting back on how much you've changed throughout the years and i mean Going along with that, I'd have to say one of my goals is just keep keep getting mentally mentally stronger because, I mean, that's something that's always going to be with you. How are you going to go about doing that, though? Because I feel like that's something not every solution works for everybody, but, like, what are you going to do to try and mentally become stronger? Oh, I mean, when you're having a bad day, I mean – you can't control if like nothing's going right that day, like at work or whatever you're doing. But the one thing you can't control is your attitude. You can have a good outlook. You can look at the bright side of everything. Yeah. And that's like the thing. There's a lot of ways that you can improve your mental health. Like, you know, your attitude, like you said, your attitude is the first step really in everything. And there's a lot of things that can help you, you know, talking to people like we talked about reading journaling mm -hmm. like and like i posted something one day it was from jocko willink i don't know if you know who jocko is but he's a ex-navy seal has his own podcast it, some of his podcasts are literally insane because some of the war stories from the books that he reads and stuff is insane but he talks about like you know when people break our trust it like it hurts us and it it's okay to be alone like take that time, you know, all right, they walked out on you, you got broken up with you, you know, a friend ditched you, whatever. It's okay to be alone. Like we get scared of being alone. When, when someone breaks our trust, we, we, we question ourselves too. Yes. Like we think our, my judgment's bad. I'm not a good judge of human character because I totally put my faith in this person and look what they did to me. So now we don't trust her. So you got to build that trust up. You got to build that trust up back again with yourself. How do you do that? Read write, learn, work out, be alone. It's okay to be alone. Some people get freaked out when they're alone. It's okay to be alone. It's okay. It's okay to be alone. There's no big deal. Enjoy it. Do something productive and build that trust up in yourself. You know, look back at the situation, learn from it. We do that, it's an post-operational debrief. Oh, you've put too much trust in somebody? Cool, they broke your heart? All right, roger that. Let's see, what were the steps? What should I have recognized? I'm scared to be, I hate being alone. I hate when I don't feel like I have anybody. But it's also recognizing you do have people, you just don't have that person anymore. 
And that doesn't matter if it's a breakup, a family loss, like you, you have people, yes, they may be gone. Things may have changed. Circumstances may have changed, but it, it's okay to take that time to yourself and grow individually. And sometimes that's the best thing for you too. Sometimes you don't need to talk to somebody right away. Sometimes you, you, we need to figure things out for ourselves. Also, you can't rely on everybody for everything, but it, it, you still need to, it's okay to ask for help, but it's, you know, take that time to yourself and grow mentally, like you're saying, and become a better person, become betterly men, better mentally. And like, it'll help you in the long run. Oh, most definitely. I mean, just reflect, take an honest look at yourself. I mean, analyze what you're doing, how you're coping with certain things. And I mean, just if you full heartedly look at yourself and reflect honestly, it's going to show you so many things that you've never realized about yourself. And to do that too, like the big thing is you can't be distracted by this or that. You can't be on your phone when you're reflecting. You can't be, you know, watching TV, like to reflect, truly reflect, you know, one of the biggest places that I reflect and it's kind of weird, but it's when I'm hunting and fishing alone, especially hunting. Cause I'm literally in nature. And like, this sounds kind of weird, like, I don't know, but you know, you're sitting there and in the mornings it's even better. Cause as much as I hate getting up in the morning, I can't, I'll, I'm late to work and I'm late to all this other stuff, but you know, I'm going out hunting the next day. I'm up bright and early at 4am, <laughs> but you know, that morning when I go out and I sit there and like, you hear the birds come to life. You watch the sunset and like, it's literally just you and your thoughts and that's it. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's what you need. And you, you can't be distracted by all these other things to truly reflect, to truly get a picture of who you are. And another thing too, kind of going off that in a way, um, Granger Smith talked about, it. you know, I'm a big Granger Smith fan. I talk about it all the time on this podcast. Uh, Hayden was on three weeks ago. Awesome guy. Um, speaking of which, uh, it'll be over by the time this episode comes out, but the first E race car, uh, races tomorrow. Uh, so, but he, Granger <laughs> talks about, he journals a lot and he's very religious and spiritual, but he talks about, he's like, every day when I journal, I write down like my worries or my care, like the things that I feel like are going wrong. And I like ask myself, like, does this matter in a year? And he's like, I can go back and look at stuff from a year ago and be like, no, like that doesn't that, like that didn't even matter the following week. Like in some of this stuff is even COVID like from COVID he's talked to like it, some of that doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. COVID's still around things, but things are like, look, things are getting better with COVID like mask in Ohio, like things are complicated, but still like everything's mm -hmm. changing. And like those worries that you have that a lot of times that adversity that you go through the adversity itself won't matter in a week, a year, a month, whatever it is, but what you did to better yourself, what you did with the opportunity will, that is what will stick with you, not the adversity itself. But now it's time for my favorite segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is where I allow my guests to give our Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for the week. So what do you have for Motivation Monday, Mr. Jesse Beach? All right, for Motivation Monday, I'm just have to I'm going to have to go back to what I said earlier. Control your attitude. 
look at the bright side of things. Monday, all, it's always a dread for everybody. I mean, it's the start of the week. You got to wake up from the weekend. You got to go back to work. You got to go back to school. You got to start doing things again. You can't just be relaxing like you were over the weekend, right? So when you're doing that, control your attitude. Look at the bright side. It's Monday. It's a new week. It's a new start. You know what I mean? Start it off on the right foot. Don't go in late. Don't sleep in. Don't snooze your alarms. Wake up with a good attitude and get after it. I like that. That's that's good. Because uh, getting, like, I mean, you put in the get after it, too. Like, that's the thing is Monday, like, Corey Hare talked about it on his episode way back a while ago. But it was, that's why I say set the tone, because Monday does set the tone. If you snooze your alarm, you're setting a tone for a lazy week in a way. You can't just ease your way into your week. Like, jump on it right from the get-go. Don't take your time. Go get it. And that, you, maybe you can start on Sunday night. Some people do that. Some people get their, their week started on Sunday night, and that's okay. Not everybody has to do that. You know, I'm not saying don't take your time. Don't have your relaxation. We all need to relax sometimes. But, you know, set the tone right away from when you wake up. You know, wake up a little earlier on Mondays than you do any other week, other day. Because it may turn into a lifestyle to where, you know, you realize, oh, I had an extra hour and I got a lot more done. Or, you know, I felt way better today than I did yet, like last week. Like if you wake up and you control your attitude and have a good attitude for your week, well, on Monday, you're, you're setting the attitude, setting the tone for your week. Exactly. And that's the thing, too. I mean, it doesn't have to be like doing something big, like a big change on Monday. It's the little things. You do all the little things right, that's going to add up to a great day, great start of the week. 100%. And with that, that's a wrap on the 36th episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you, Jesse Beachy, for coming on and being a guest. I want to wrap up this episode again by saying thank you to everyone who made a purchase of the summer launch. Mr. Beachy over here also uh, made a nice purchase. He's got a lot of gear coming his way. Um, but I really appreciate that. And like I said, it's going straight back into the podcast to improve. Be sure to tune in next week. We have a special guest, I think. But Texan Teddy is returning to the show. It has been a long time since he's been on the show. I wanted to bring him back on. I figured it's only fitting. It's his, right before he goes home for the summer. So we're not going to see much, as, uh, much of each other as anymore. But you know the deal. Until next week. Life is hard. And we'll throw you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Until next week, Roughnecks out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to rate and review and then subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. If you'd like to contact me, you can message me on social media at Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1, or you can shoot me an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to grab the bull by the horns, but until next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.